The following contest is scheduled for one fall. I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half man, half monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, trips, shaggers, marks, and everyone in between. We're back again with another Snapdragon duplex. Randy Phil here, and we've got Mikey phoned in with all his good shit. So let's kick it off. Mikey, what are you saying, mate? Hello, Randy, and hello, you beautiful shaggers out there. This week, I'm offshore. Happy days. And uh, Randy's taking the helm. So let's go, AW let's Dynamite. Go. Start the show with Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. It's a nice wee Dr. Seuss match <laughs> for you. And before it starts, it's Ulster Mash Wrestling. You've got Team Taz and Dark Order battling each other. I was hopeful that was, this was going to be the start and not the end, but it was the end as well. So here we go. Big Brian throwing Hangman about like a fucking sexy cowboy ragdoll. <laughs> but there was a good bit of back and forth... Uh, I liked Hangman's moonsault from the top rope to the outside, and it finishes with Brian Cage power bombing him, picking him up again for a buckle yep. bomb, and then doing a falcon arrow. I don't know what they call a falcon arrow, uh, and then he wins. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, I know it's not technically a clean win because they beat him down before the match, but if something doesn't happen just before the pin, then it feels like it never happened. You yeah, know what I mean, so. It, it was okay. I was surprised by the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be Brian Cage, number one contender. Ooh. Fuck knows. But, um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so fucking Adam Page gets jumped to the start of the match. Well, before the match, Brian Cage wins. The fucking Falcon arrow move that he does, they call it the Drill Claw City. It's... Yeah, that's what they call it. I can't even defend it. But it was a cool move regardless. Mental buckle bomb. Brian Cage beats fucking Hangman Page. That was mental. Did not expect it. I don't want to see this match again. I can't deal with the cages. I can't deal with... I definitely can't deal with like an Adam Page, Brian Cage, Ethan Page and Christian Cage in a steel cage. That would just fuck me up on so many levels. So let's not have that match anytime soon, please. I'm not sure if that'll put Brian Cage number one contender. It might put him up in the rankings a bit. But I want to see something happening with that FTW World Championship. And I'm sure that's what fucking somebody called it. I think it was Taz. So he's... I don't know. FTW, fuck the world, world champion. That's a mad one. But, eh, fuck it. I think Brian Cage getting this win, it didn't hurt Hangman. See, because it was kind of screwy, even though it was the start of the match. But to be fair, Brian Cage then got jumped off the Dark Order, so it's a bit fucking even then. Adam Page gets jumped off Team Taz, Brian Cage gets jumped off a Dark Order. So it's all even, so Brian Cage won clean, but the loss didn't hurt Hangman at all. I don't think he's fighting next week, but you'll probably see him backstage or something with Dark Order. Something funny will happen. Yeah, nah, I liked what happened here. Didn't hurt Hangman Page. Built Brian Cage a bit up with credibility-wise. And now you're wondering what they got to do with fucking Brian Cage next now. What they got to do with Adam Page. Fuck knows. So then we cut to the Elite in a limo. Or a big bus or something. A limo. I'm pretty sure it's a limo. A limo. And the only thing I can really mention about this was that uh, Gallows 
Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, I think he's Doc now. Doc, he's yeah. licking his arm, and it was the weirdest <laughs> thing that I couldn't take my eyes off, just watching him lick his bicep. <laughs> yeah, long and short of it was Kenny says he's not scared, he wants to fight Eddie Kingston, but first, Eddie Kingston has to fight Michael Nakazawa. Uh, just another bizarre and campy promo from another bizarre and campy stable. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got that in my notes as well. Don Carlos with five guys in the back Alamo. Stop me if you've heard this one. Um, Doc Gallows letting his bicep. I don't know, ferociously, seductively, letting his bicep. And fucking Carl Anderson is sitting in the limo with no pants on, which they acknowledged. That was just a weird one. They're not scared of John Moxley, they're not scared of Eddie Kingston. Check back with us in 10 minutes when that's just proven completely inaccurate. So, next match of the night was the Seidel brothers versus the Young Bucks. And I've noticed that there's no more tassels on the Young Bucks um, trousers, like I was going on about them last week. Uh, but they look like they're dressed up like a couple of fucking, I don't know, Guns N' Roses base <laughs> pirate cowboy freaks do you know what they look like they look like the first you know in Terminator the first cunt that gets killed and he puts his chest I think his fist <laughs> through his chest and pulls his heart out they've got that kind of vibes going for them um, yeah I mean the Seidel's go for a wee run on it um, Matt Seidel hits like a standing fucking flippy mad thing it looks a bit like a Starship yeah. pain but it's not yeah. uh, on Matt Jackson and then both the side go to the top rope, do like a shite joint knee drop thing. Um, then Mac goes to pin Matt, and Mike watches on the floor, just lying there watching as Nick Jackson <laughs> runs over and breaks up the pin. Doesn't do anything about it. Just lying there chilling out, you know, brilliant. Uh, then Matt Jackson fucking drops down as if he's doing a splits. Yeah. Punches Matt Seidel in the cock, like Johnny Cage <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. And, uh, That's what it was. That's that's what I wrote. I'm like, oh, it's like Johnny Cage, and then the fucking comment. Then it was it. Um, Excalibur goes, oh, it's like Johnny Cage. And I was like, fucking same wavelength, man. Same wave, <laughs> same wavelength. And then he turns to the camera and does the same thing Nick Jackson did the other week, where he's like, Are you fucking, did you fucking see that shit? <laughs> I thought that was good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. Overall match again, it was it was alright. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, there wasn't much bad out of it really. And then afterwards, SCU came out. They challenged for the belts. They were calling the Young Bucks bitches, saying their attitude stinks. And I'm like, mate, is Scorpio Sky just not your pal anymore then? Because his attitude is fucking <laughs> reeking right now, going about battering people. Do you know I mean, get your own house in order, mate. Get your own fucking house in order. <laughs> and um, have you noticed that Frankie Kazarian, he just looks like every angry, divorced, Dad ever trained me in fucking football when I was away in, you know, the ones that were all very frustrated with how shit I was and couldn't kick a ball. <laughs> Getting weird flashbacks every time I see him. Aye, so weird one. I did have to fucking look this up. Turns out Mike and Matt Seidel are actually brothers. And uh, Matt Seidel is the older one, which is Evan Bourne. Which is weird to think he's the older one because he looks still so fucking young and Mike looks rough as fuck. You would think he is the older one, but there you have it. Um, yep, got Matt Jackson with that fucking phenomenal dick punch. It just gives me flashbacks to that fucking meme where it's like, twist his dick off! Like, it's an MMA fight. Twist him in the dick! But fucking Young Bucks win with a BTE trigger. Fucking 
decent match. Decent match. Solid. What? 6 out of 10. Whatever. SEU come out, they do their thing. Calling the Young Bucks bitches. Apparently they're just waiting on the Young Bucks to sign the dotted line for them to have this title match. So if you were the Young Bucks and that's what you were going to do, you just had to sign for the match. You'd be like, nah, nah I'm not fucking signing that. Why do I need to sign it? Benefits me in no way to sign that match. So maybe the Young Bucks are just fucking dragging it out a bit. But what happens? Maybe the SEU won't even fucking make it. They've got an eliminator tag match next week against three other teams. So if they lose that, is that them fucked? And as well as that, fucking MD could put them out. What if they fought the Good Brothers, the Good Brothers beat them? Or if you said with Scorpio Sky, what if he's fucked off the SEU and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page beat them? That would be mental. But yeah, fucking tune in and see what's happening next week with SCU and the tag team eliminator, whatever the fuck's happening. Yep, next was Orange Cassidy versus Penta. Uh, I guess I didn't get a choice in who I wanted to win this, I was just forced Penta. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can't wait because they're doing this thing where Penta's cutting Spanish promos and his wee mate is like translating for him. Uh, so I just can't wait for Penta to cut a Spanish promo, a big long Spanish promo for ages, and his mate just turn and be like, yeah, Penta says you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I loved the daft shit at the start, Penta's glove, throwing it to his mate, he catches it, Orange Cassidy takes his sunglasses off and throws it to Trent, who misses it, and then just completely no-sells that, just plays <laughs> it straight. You can, it looks like he's going to burst out laughing, but he doesn't, doesn't even yeah. crack a smile. And then... Orange Cassidy did a thumbs up spot with Penta and then Penta bit his thumb which I thought was really good and I love the spot outside the ring where Penta held him up uh, with one arm over his yeah. head it was really cool he was like he was holding him up like a strong man they just like changed to just one arm <laughs> um, and then Orange Cassidy cheated to win fucking what a bastard what? he hits a Superman punch with a mic in his hand which of all the weapons you're going to use why would you use the one that would literally broadcast the noise <laughs> across the entire stadium but what can you do uh, yeah I enjoyed this match this was probably my favourite match on the show uh, it was just really funny Orange Cassidy back to top form right cool so I fucking Orange Cassidy wins with very valid tactics of the microphone which I'm very cool with a win is a win and I get to hear that magic tune yet again so that's twice already tonight, loving it. So after Orange Cassidy's big win, we go backstage, Britt Baker, she just fucking cuts her promo because she's number one contender. She's no fighting on Dynamite because she's fucked because she's too busy fighting on Dark and on Dark Elevation. But next week, Britt Baker will be in action, so tune in next week and see what she's doing. After all, the Britt Baker carry-on is like fucking Tony Schiavone, time traveller, backstage with Britt Baker, boom! Straight back in the ring for the w- blood and guts parlay. Keep what I say, war games, but it's not war games. That's totally different promotion. Same fucking match in it. Um, so blood and guts parlay between the pinnacle and the inner circle. Why? Did, what's the script with the inner circle guys coming out in motorcycles? Because it wasn't even the inner circle guys. It was just fucking like three or four random boys coming out on motorcycles. And then the inner circle walk out from the face tunnel. It makes no sense. But here we are. They go for a wee bit of a fucking discussion. But Sean Spears 
pretty much slaps the coin out of Tony Schiavone's hand and says, nah, we're not fucking taking a toy cost to see who gets the advantage. We are the pinnacle. We are taking the advantage because we were duped into this match. Now imagine if that was like an NFL game in fucking, I don't know, name an NFL team. They're just like, nah, nah, nah. We don't do the toy cost. We're taking the advantage. We're taking first kick or whatever it is. I don't know. The only thing I know about the NFL is they do a fucking toy cost. But imagine one team just says, no, no, we're not doing the toy cost. We're just taking what's owed to us. You get all stromage. We didn't even get an all stromage here. Apparently because it's a parlay and you don't stromage during a parlay. When was that the rules? I didn't sign the rules. I got sidetracked enough there. Sammy Guevara got worked up. He said he's got to take the first hit for the other circle. So he's the one that's got to be dealing with the big disadvantage. He's going in first, taking on whoever it is for the pinnacle, probably Sean Spears. Then they'll get another guy in for the pinnacle. Wardlow put him in. Two of them taking on Sammy Guevara. It's going to be it's going to be anarchy and I can't wait. Other than that, I was pretty fucking bored with this parlay. They didn't really do anything. All they said was the pinnacle get the advantage. Sammy Guevara's going in first for the inner circle. And then it was just all bullshit microphone work for the next five, ten minutes. They didn't give us any new rules. They didn't give us any stipulations. Just everybody trash talking. No even a stromage for a payoff. What they should have done is like done it via satellite and had two guys in two separate places. And then you'd be like, right, fair enough, they can't scrap. Whereas everybody's in the ring here, you're expecting a scrap. You don't get a scrap. Tune in next week if you want the scrap. Ah, but Mikey, what are you saying about the fucking parlay? Yeah, so the pinnacle coming out with the Goldberg security. <laughs> and then the inner circle coming out with what looked like the local strip club bouncers. <laughs> uh, I, thought MGM, eh, I thought MGF and Jericho had really standout promos here. I think everyone actually did really well on the mic. Uh, they kind of sold this match pretty good, trying to get everyone hyped for it. Um, Jericho says that you're going to have to kill us to make us surrender. And I thought, surely death is the opposite of surrender, right? <laughs> like, if you if you surrender, then they won't kill you. If they kill you, you haven't surrendered. True. You've just been killed, do you know what I mean? So, what can you say about that? That leads us to the next match, which was Eddie Kingston versus Michael Nakazawa. Uh, Eddie comes out, calls Kenny out instantly, says he's not into this sports entertainment bullshit. Uh, Kenny walks out, says he's sending the goons out, and Eddie doesn't get him, so that's, yeah. So Eddie smashes Michael Nakazawa, says if Kenny doesn't get in the ring, he's going to snap wee Mike's ankle with a chair. So Kenny comes in like, oh no, 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 it's fine. No, I tell you. You're fucking lying. You can edit that wee bit out. (laughs) Kenny goes, do it. Snap his fucking ankle. It was a bit like Game of Thrones, you know, the Red Wedding, where um, <laughs> who was the fucking old cunt, uh, Frey, Walter Frey, and he's like, "Oh, if you don't, if you don't stop this, I'm gonna cut your wife's throat." And he's like, "Fuck it, I'll find another wife." Don't give a shit, shagger. That's what Kenny was like. He's like, "Just snap his ankle. He's got another one. Don't give a fuck." So Moxley fucking jumps Kenny from behind, freezing, and flings him into the ring, puts him to sleep with a chokehold. Yeah. And then they threaten to break his ankle with a chair, but Don Callis is like, listen, I'll give you anything you want, as long as you don't break his ankle. And what do they ask for? They don't ask for a helicopter. They don't ask for 
a championship shot. Yeah. Um, they don't ask for that cool painting of Don Callis and Kenny <laughs> Maker with the tops off. They don't even ask for the bus or the limo that they had. No. They asked for a tag team match. They would have got that anyway. They would have got that anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stupid. Yeah, so fucking, it was a weird one. So next week we're getting the fucking match then or this week. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So fucking whenever Eddie Kingston hid Nakazawa's ankle in the chair, Kenny Omega says we've got plenty more goons in the back, send out another goon. And the body that comes flying out from the back is Brandon Cutler. So if you're watching Being the Elite, it turns out Brandon Cutler is now like an intern or whatever for the Elite. He is the young boy of the Elite, so he might be joining them. That's just like a cool wee thing. Maybe you know, maybe you didn't tune in to Being the Elite. Yeah, tune in to Being the Elite and you'll get caught up on all of that stuff. So Taz was backstage getting interviewed and then Christian Cage shows up, interrupts him. Don't know what was happening, but it was pretty much Christian just saying, get your boys in order, you either win a match or you learn for the mistakes of your match or whatever. It pretty much sounded like Christian Cage... Christian Cage is ready to run through Team Taz and for last week it looked as though it could possibly be teasing Ricky Starks versus Christian Cage so maybe we'll get that in a couple of weeks time let's tune in and see what's happening after the backstage promo between them we moved on to Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander so this is the third team of the night I've heard the tune it's a fucking banging tune. I'm not getting enough of it. It was a decent match. Fucking, I'm just enjoying Chris Statlander. Enjoying matches. Good shit all round. I've not got any spots for the match. It was just something for watching. I kind of lost interest about here, to be honest. But I was still enjoying it. We'll skip to the end. The end is Penelope Ford goes for like a springboard against the ropes. So she does a handstand goes against the ropes, Chris Statlander comes right in behind her, grabs her by the waist, picks her up and just hits her with the Big Bang Theory, gets the win and we get the tune again. Fucking mint. What have you got about it, Mikey? Yeah, so I enjoyed uh, this Penelope Ford and Chris Statlander, I enjoyed it. I think they're both quite exciting wrestlers. Uh, my favourite spot mm. of the match was Statlander doing a tope suicide landing beside Penelope Ford, who was cowering in fear and then just booped her on the nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. Then we had uh, the Nightmare Factory versus the Family Factory versus Family. I don't know what the fuck they're calling it. So it's Cuties, Cuties versus uh, the Gun Club and Dustin Rhodes and all sorts of people. Yeah. And then I'm like, why the fuck are Cuties, Cuties coming off Cody's bus? He's got Cody's <laughs> neck tattoo and they hate Cody so much and they're going about how they hate the logo and everything. But the bus is completely placid in it. But yeah. yeah. This match is a is an instant stramash. Um, Anthony Agogo, who's not in the match by the way, but he scalps absolutely every cunt, and QT ends up getting the pin. Oh, of course. So, the big Sasquatch dude, I can't remember his name. Tomarato. Uh, he scalps your man Dustin with a cowbell. <laughs> to be honest, I found the, found the match pretty boring, even though I'm saying that fucking an ex professional boxer was punching everyone and a Sasquatch hit. Gold dust with a fucking cowbell. <laughs> I'm making it sound more interesting than it was. 
Um, it wasn't for me, really. Yeah. And then the gun club come out for the save, and I'm like, there's no way Billy Gunn named his kid Colt. He's Colt <laughs> Gunn. It's like calling your kid Machete Knife. I mean, it's fucking... <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, Cody comes out, starts chasing QT Marshall. They end up on top of the bus, and... Cody puts him in a figure four laying along on top of a bus and I guess this was supposed to be like an iconic image of the feud. Oh, shit. But you see if I showed this to anyone who doesn't like wrestling it would probably <laughs> confirm the suspicions that I'm a weird man who likes weird things. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. But anyway, it's just the figure four is not the kind of submission you put in on someone because it's so convoluted to get it on. It just looks daft doing it on top of a bus. But mm-hmm. what, what can I say? Yeah, mate, I agree. It was a fucking boring match. I was, I had higher hopes for this scene, getting fucking Billy Gunn and Dustin Rhodes in the ring again for a six-man tag, but it just started off all fucking stromage. It done what it was fucking designed to do, which was give the heels heel heat. It worked. Fucking QT Marshall being the absolute shit heel that he is, doesn't even like do a move for the pin. He takes advantage of Anthony Ogogo's cheap shot punch, gets the pin, wins the match. The heels celebrate. Fucking Cutie Marshall tells the boys, right, on you go backstage, I'm just going to bask in this a wee bit longer. So he's just enjoying his hard work. And then Billy Gunn's bitch boys come running out and jump him. Cheap shot. Who is the real heels here? Then fucking the fact that they come out to help QT Marshall. QT goes away, catches a breath, and then that cunt Cody, who was on the bus, jumps QT Marshall when QT tries to go back on the bus. How long was Cody on that bus? Was he there when they rocked in? Was he on the bus with them? Or did they wait until the match had started, then he got on the bus? But even then, that's like... That would be smart thinking of Cody, because... After the match, the heels left through the heel tunnel. Nobody knew that they were getting back on the bus. They weren't even going to get back on the bus. That was just because QT shot out it. So Cody had this planned. He said to the boys, right, go out, take a loss. Then we'll jump him after the match and chase him to the bus. If you don't think Cody is a heel, there is something wrong with you by this point. But let's move on to Miro and Kip. Kip is backstage, the cameraman catches him, he pretty much says, why are you following me mate, Miro's here, we're just going to have a fucking nice conversation, don't even worry about it, Kip, you should have been worried mate, because you walked into an absolute ambush, Miro mate, what's happening, skidoosh, Miro just absolutely leathered him, then he made Kip apologise whilst he's battering him, says he forgives him, gives him a hug and said now they can move on. It's it's like fucking EastEnders or Coronation Street, abusive partner, storyline writing 101 in it. Or Hollyoaks even. Just, you've got this big brute, angry bastard in the poor wee innocent soul that apologises for nothing. And then the big angry bastard forgives him. So, maybe Kippo caused Miro a championship match down the line. Oh. Yeah, so Kip goes to say sorry. Miro gives him a hug, says, I forgive you. Oh, sorry, I missed the middle <laughs> bit. Um, he performs grievous bodily harm on Kip before he cuddles him. He beats the living shit out of him and snaps his arm in a door. 
but other than that, it was a really heartwarming story. Yeah. Right, so main event of the night, TNT title match between Darby Allen the champion and Press 10 Vance of the Dark Order the challenger. It was an okay match. That's all I've got. It was an okay match. I wasn't that interested in it because they didn't really build Preston before it at all. They announced it last week, I think, saying Derby versus Preston. But I haven't seen any Preston Vance on fucking AEW Dynamite before this in a singles match. He'd done a six-man tag match last month, maybe two months ago. He might be fighting on Dark and Dark Elevation, but I don't watch Dark or Dark Elevation. I'm watching too much in between everything else. If they wanted to make this match more interesting, they should have gave him like two weeks of singles wins and then Darby says, right, you know what, here's your Dark Order rematch or another match for the Dark Order to try and get the belt back. Not to say it was a bad match, it was a good match. I enjoyed the match, but I just was not interested in it for the start. There were some cool spots in it, particularly when Darby Allen was being a bit of a fucking heel, ripping at the mask. But before all of that, fucking Ethan Page comes down, he gets involved, he tries to cost Darby Allen the title. I don't get what's happening with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen and Sting and Lance Archer. There's too many bodies there for a title match, unless they just do like a fatal five-way or fatal six-way with somebody for the Dark Order, whoever wins gets the belt. But why is Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page tagging together? I'm overthinking it. I always do. So we'll just fucking see what happens three months down the line when this all pays off. But for the end of the match, Preston Vance has got Darby Allen in a full Nelson looking as though he might actually win it. Darby Allen does a run up the fucking turnbuckle. There's like a backflip, lands on Preston Vance and gets a pin through that. I don't know. It was fucking mental. It was probably what Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley were trying to go for a few weeks ago or whatever at WrestleMania. But Darby Allen and Preston just done it better because they're the proper size for this kind of shit. Darby Allen wins. After his wee heel tactic of ripping the mask and all of that carry on. They show a bit of respect between each other. Darby Allen takes the bro the armband, hoods up. Crowd love it. People at home love it. Dark Order loves it. And then Preston Vance and the rest of the Dark Order fuck off to the back. Sting and Darby chilling out. Ethan Page comes back for round two. And Scorpio Sky comes in for round three. So Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, jumped and Sting and Darby Allen got both of them in a submission. Looked like an SDF on Darby and a heel hook on Sting. You think it's maybe going off camera there? Nope. Here comes Preston Vance back again along with Lance Archer. And they chase off Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. So there we go. We've got we've got our five or six men. Just give us a big Stromage championship match. That's what I want. That's what the people want. It was kind of a lacklustre end for me. I wasn't... I'd say overall it was a good show. But looking at everything, one thing after another, I just wasn't that fucking blown away by it all. The only thing saving me for this week is War Games. I'm buzzing to go see what's happening with War Games. But if it wasn't a War Games week, I don't think I'd have been that overly keen on tuning in live Wednesday night for it. But fucking beggars and choosers and all that good stuff, eh? 
So, Mikey, what were your thoughts on the main event and what else have we got to look forward to for war games? This week's main event was a skeleton versus a ghost and who says wrestling <laughs> isn't art? Um, I mean, Ethan Page was interfering... The, 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 what I really liked was number 10 doing a, like put him in a wheelbarrow position bouncing him off the ropes into a German suplex, I thought that was really cool but Darby ripping up his mask what a wee cunt by the way I mean Told that's you. what a wee cunt by the way that's absolute heel work you. you know what I mean <laughs> anyway it was, it was alright, I mean I wasn't actually expecting much out of this uh, just a random kind of let's just make a dark order to get the opponent yeah. but yeah it was okay uh, Ethan and Scorpio out to attack Darby and Sting and they're saved by Archer number 10 so weekly Stramash show closer as usual Meh. right next week's card we've got uh, SCU versus Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes versus the Acclaimed and the winner gets a tag title shot against the Young Bucks so for me it's SCU that's the story I mean I've got nothing else to say it's obvious it's going to be SCU Yeah. what do you think? I want to go with SCU, I need to go with SCU, but just for fucking going left field, let's go with the Varsity Blondes, because it'll never happen, but if it did, you'll be like, holy fuck, I can't believe he called it. Yep, we've got Britt Baker in action, so we know what that means. Nice wee squash match for Britt Baker. Yep. Um, Britt Baker, who will she squash this week on AEW? Abaddon. Not even anything against Abaddon. I like the character, I like it, but I think it's just got to be one of the ones. She's been on dark, she's been on elevation. Put her in there, give Britt Baker a win. Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, and I feel like QT Marshall has to win this, and I think he'll win it by nefarious means, but he's going to win. Yeah. It's, it, it has to. This feud can't be finished by Cody now. It just can't be. Nah, you're right enough, they ever got to have this for another wee while yet. But whenever they were showing the match graphics, which I did notice was it is going to be Cody with Arn versus QT with The Factory. So if Arn Anderson is going to turn, this will be the match where he turns on Cody and joins QT and The QT Factory. So we've got Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus Moxley and Eddie. And John Moxley and Eddie are going to pin Nakazawa. Kenny will abandon them. They've set it all up for it. Uh, You'll see Kenny running away, Don Callis saving him. And uh, yeah, Moxley and Eddie winning. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Kenny Omega just fucking, just maybe even no showing and letting Nakazawa take a beating off the two of them. Uh, that'd be class. But, um, nah, fuck it. I'm saying Nakazawa gets the pin. Something fucked up will happen. It'll be like a 8 on 2 or something. And then they just drag Nakazawa's lifeless body and just plant him on, like, Eddie Kingston. And he gets the pin. Then the last match for AEW Blood and Guts is the Blood and Guts match. Ooh. Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. <sighs> so... My head says the smart finish is the pinnacle, right? Because they're new, you get them over, you can kind of build them up as this huge faction thing. You you don't just put people together just for them to break up straight away, right? Yeah. And the inner circle have been there for ages, and yeah, you know what? They can afford to take the loss, but but 
my heart says they're going to go for the happy ending. They like to send people home happy, so I th- I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say against my better judgments that the inner circle win. What are you thinking? I think AEW do not give a fuck who they send home happy, and they'll send MJF home very happy. I think the Pinnacle are going to take it. I think Sammy Guevara, after these fucking big words this week, saying, I'll go first, I can fucking take it, geez this, geez that. Sammy Guevara's going to take the loss for the inner circle. Unless they do, like, Hell in a Cell, go for a Hell in a Cell flashback. Mind when it was Roman Reigns in JSO. Was it in an I Quit match in a Hell in a Cell? Something mental like that. Could be a case of, like, the Pinnacle are really about to fuck up Chris Jericho and then Sammy Guevara says, right, now we surrender. Or maybe they're going to do something to Sammy Guevara and Jericho says, now we surrender. Some screwy, shite finish like that. That's what my fucking money's on, mate. Right, that's me for another week. Thanks very much, Randy, for putting all this together. You're Thanks very welcome. much, you listeners, for listening at home. Uh, don't forget to subscribe we've getting lots of listeners from all over the world we love you so much um yes if you could subscribe it would mean the world to us uh thanks very much for listening and take care peace and love thank you mikey yeah so we were looking at the fucking analytics for the podcast through the week whenever we first started i was checking it every day as you do new hobby new something check it check it check it maybe went about three or four weeks didn't check it opened up like four or five days ago and we have seen a massive spike in numbers don't know where it's came from but thank you everyone that's tuned in everyone that's listening anybody that's sending us like anything through twitter instagram reaching out if you want to get involved please reach out to us get us on the socials be sure to like anything you hear subscribe where you can Fucking DM us on Instagram, on Twitter. If you've got any ideas, if you've got any questions, anything you want us to mention or have a fucking argument about, let us know. Go and get a hold of us. You can get us on get us on Instagram at Snapdragon Duplex. Get us on Twitter at Dragon Duplex. Go get us on the website, snapdragonduplex.co.uk or go check out the link tree, link tree slash snapdragon duplex you'll find all the podcasts the youtube everything that i've just mentioned come get a hoodies see what you're saying and most importantly thanks everyone for listening thanks for tuning in peace and love take care until next time